Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I'm so glad you're joining me today because you know my goal here on The Dad Whisperer is to support your goal dads to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter and your son need you to be. And because I'm a woman, I'm giving you insider trade secrets from my planet of Venus because we all know that men are from Mars and women are from Venus, right? And I believe that these insights will help empower and equip you with fathering goals that are tried, true, and tested. Well, before we delve into our topic today, let's review the template that I use every week on your mark, get set, go. Dads, picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week, and I'm on the sidelines as your coach saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme Get set, I fill that in with stories and stats, and go is always your action step to put your love for your kids into action. And as you know, I focus more on the dad-daughter relationship, but I love it when men tell me, do you know these things are actually not only helping me with my sons, but they're helping me with my wife or my girlfriend or my female coworkers because it's all about relationship. Well, today on your mark, I'm titling this, There's Power in a Name. So now I'm going to fill that in because you might be saying, okay, what do you mean by that, Dr. Michelle? Well, I'm excited to talk about this with you today as dads because I want you to see that your daughter's identity is tied up in her name or even her nickname because there is power in her name. So I want to begin by telling you a story that I read about a few years ago that illustrates this point. It was an Associated Press article titled 285 Indian Girls Shed Unwanted Names. And the word unwanted was in quotes. So the story is set in Mumbai, India, where more than 200 Indian girls chose to relinquish their birth names that held the meaning unwanted. Can you imagine having a name that means unwanted? And they instead chose new hope-filled names that declared a fresh start in their lives. And activists say that the name unwanted is actually widely given to girls across India. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. Talk about reinforcing that you would feel worthless or like a burden. So here's what happened. A central Indian district held what they called a renaming ceremony with the hope that it would give these girls new dignity and identity as they were taking a step forward in fighting a nationwide dilemma around gender discrimination. So the 285 girls came to this ceremony donned in outfits and sparkles and barrettes. They had their hair done, all to receive a new certificate with their new name. And in shedding names like Nakushi or Nakusha, which means unwanted in Hindi, the girls chose names that denoted beauty, worth, value, and hope for their future. The article went on to tell about one 15-year-old girl named Nakusa. She was named that by her grandfather, who was disappointed after her birth. And she is quoted as saying, With my new name, now in school, my classmates and friends will be calling me by this new name. And that makes me very happy. Oh, I love that. Don't you? Talk about a powerful reframe. Because the names that were called go way deep, don't they, into who we are as people. And we see that all the way through the Bible. We see names change, Abram to Abraham, right? We see the changing of names because someone is at a different point in their lives or they learned something new and the name had everything to do with what was happening in their lives. And I think the power of a name even can champion us forward to become someone we're not maybe right now. That's the truth. Sometimes our names may 
identify a time in life, maybe a nickname as a kid, Gooberface, or my dad was called Meat Nose. Oh my goodness, no one's called him that in adulthood. But those names shaped his identity because it made him feel ugly and made a part of his body, right, feel more exposed. And yet what I know is on Mars, sometimes those nicknames are endearing. My uncle, Bernie, even just told me a story of that this week that his his brother called him smelly because as a kid his diaper smelled and he said it was endearing. And on Facebook, we were having this conversation and my friend Rhonda said, that is not That is not endearing to us as women. So I get that we speak two different languages, Dad. But the thing I want you to hear is that there's power in a name and there's power in a nickname to either call forward something good or to really squelch something good because there's a criticism woven in it or teasing woven in it. Let me tell you a story from my life. Back when I was 13 years old, my dad started meeting with my sister and I and doing something called a life notebook. Now, remember, my dad had no template for how to be a dad, right? He grew up on the south side of Chicago. He was in gangs. His dad was an alcoholic, three different last names among the kids. When I say no template, I mean no template of how to be a dad. So when someone suggested doing a life notebook with your daughters or your kids, my dad said, okay, let's do this. So he would meet one week with me, one week with my sister, and he would take us through topics that he thought were important to what we were dealing with. Well, I was a fear-ridden girl through my whole life. And so that was one of the topics we covered was fear. And what does the Bible say about fear? And what do we do with fear? And that was so helpful because I had no idea what to do with fear. I just knew it consumed me. Well, another thing my dad did was he took me into the meaning of my name. And I remember that my sister Jennifer, her name means God is gracious. And I was a dramatic kid even then at 13. And I'm like, she has one quality of God that she needs to embody and live up to. I have to live up to the whole of God because my name means godly woman or who is like God. How can I ever live up to that whole name of the whole personhood of God? I know, drama queen, even then, poor dad. I gave him a lot of gray hairs. But really the truth is, and I mean this from my whole heart, is that at the same time as I had my freak out, I went, I love that my name ties to the God of the universe and my creator. My name has a grounded meaning in who God is. That was a powerful thing to know as a young girl. Dads, I would encourage you, if you've never written a note to your daughter about the meaning of her name, do it now. Let that be your go step. I think there's power in a handwritten note because a daughter can save it. I think if it's in a text or an email, you can still save it, but not the same way. I've saved all the letters from my dad. I have them glued into journals from back into high school. So a handwritten note where you tell her the meaning of her name and what you see in her where she embodies that will call out those strengths in her. You may want to use it as an opportunity to tell her what isn't going according to plan, where she's not living up to the meaning of her name. How about you let that one go? Just let yourself enforce and reinforce the meaning of her name in positive ways, and you will see her live into that. You will see her step up to the plate. Well, one of the things that I did in preparation for today's show on the power of a name is I put a question out there on social media, and here's what I said. I want to ask you women, sisters, did your dad ever have a positive nickname for you? And if he did, how did that make you feel? I want to tell you some of the awesome stories I heard. I got permission from them to share these. Lainey said, Yes, sometimes my dad would call me and still calls me Principesa. I love that because I actually just watched Life is Beautiful. It's from that movie. And she said, I loved that that term. She said, even though we got it from movie, to me, it was a positive name. And she said, even to this day, he still calls me that. 
Then she added, I didn't realize until you asked this question that I love, and she put that in caps, I love it when he calls me that because I feel valued, cherished, and respected. So dad, maybe that's the action step you'll choose today is to find an endearing nickname to call your daughter. Some dads don't really kind of maybe beat to that drum. Maybe that's not your thing to have a nickname. Hmm. You're going to hear from some women that the nicknames their dads have called them have carried with them, some of them, even when their dad was no longer here to tell them those names. And I think that's something to really understand because you've heard me talk about leaving a legacy. Did you know that a nickname you call your daughter aligns with that? My goodness, that's powerful. Let me tell you what my friend Pam said. I love this. She's a teacher, an author. She has three beautiful adult daughters. Here's what she said. My parents named me Pamela Jean, but from the time I was a toddler, my dad called me La Jean. He just did the last part of Pamela, La Jean. She said, my siblings and childhood friends still call me La Jean to this day. It was a term of endearment that stayed with me all through the hardships of my teen years. In college, we had hall phones, and when my dad would call, which was often, I would hear a girl yell, La Jean, because that name is from my childhood. And it meant a lot to me because I knew it was rooted in what my dad called me. And I knew my dad was on the other end of the phone. She said, because that name is from my childhood, I bought an Oregon license plate with LaJean on it when we moved here in 2000. It reminds me of my roots. My 82-year-old father just stayed with us for three weeks. And each morning, I'd make us coffee. And his first words to me were, thank you, LaJean. See, dad came up with a nickname and it stuck. Let me tell you another response that I got from a dad named Jim. I loved it because I wrote this question to women. I wanted to know from daughters what it meant when their dad called them a nickname. But Jim told it to me from the other side of the planet, Terry system, right, from from Mars. And he said, I would like to mention that I do have a nickname for my two daughters. One is Pixie, my daughter is seven, and the other is Princess for my 13-year-old daughter. So I asked him what it means to him to call his daughters by those nicknames, and here's what he said. The meaning and feeling for me is like I'm being playful and cute. He said, also the names are my way to signify to them that they are special to me. And he tried to reminisce with me about where he got the names, and they came from movies or books. But how cute he calls one pixie and one princess. See, dads, we as your daughters love the nicknames you call us. There's power in those names to make us feel special and valued and adored by you. Let me tell you a couple other stories from two adult daughters whose dads are no longer here on earth to speak these names and these nicknames to them. So they hold these memories close. One is from my friend Rhonda. She said, I have three brothers and I'm the only sister. My dad started calling me sissy when I was a little girl and it made me feel special, like I was different among the boys. I was special. She said, I don't think he ever called me Rhonda. He called me sissy until the day he died. She said, no one else calls me sissy, so it was just a dad thing. Let me tell you about my friend Emily. She said, my nickname from my dad was Sissy Love. I'm going to get it tattooed on me in his handwriting from an old birthday card now that he's gone. He always made me feel loved and cherished for exactly who I am. I think that's why it's so powerful that my nickname is Girly, because I've always been a tomboy, and this name brings me back to how my dad's love for me was just for me. He called her sissy love, one word. She said, I miss that so much about him. He understood me, dot, 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 most of the time. She even added that her uncle Chuck calls her springtime and still does to this day. That's his nickname for her springtime. 
She said, I was the first niece in our family, and my uncle and I have always had a special bond. And I wrote her back to say, I hadn't even thought about the power of an uncle giving a nickname to a niece. So there, for some of you uncles, that may be an idea for you to come up with a nickname for your nieces that reinforce to them how special they are. Let me tell you what Shannon wrote. She said, growing up, most people called me by my first name, but I always remember my dad calling me Shanny. I was the only person in my family who couldn't have a name that was shortened. She said, Samantha, my sister, could be Sam, but she said it always bummed me out. But when my dad referred to me as Shanny, I had a nickname. She loved it. And she said that not long ago, she had neurosurgery. Oh my goodness. And she said, when my dad came into the room in the ICU, his first words were, hey, Shanny. And she said it melted her heart. She even told me the story of when she had her first look on her wedding day. Her dad, she said, saw her before her new to be soon-to-be husband. And she said, when he called her Shanny, it went right to her heart. And she said, the dad-daughter bond we have is really so strong that it's unbreakable. See the stories that I heard from daughters, adult daughters even, saying that the nicknames their dads called them in childhood have stayed with them through their lives. Well, back to my Facebook post. Here was the second half of my question. Did your dad ever use a critical or derogatory name to refer to you? And if so, how did that make you feel then and now? Well, Lainey, she's the one whose dad called her Principesa. She went on to share that there was a hurtful nickname that her dad used for her which was, quote, two cents. And she said it was because I would try to get in on adult conversations and give my opinion about things they didn't think I had knowledge of at the time. She said, I hated it. It made me feel small, wrong, and invalued. So like I told you earlier, I realized that dads, sometimes you think teasing and funny names like that, like my uncle saying smelly was endearing. It's not the same for us as girls. We take that in and it shapes our identity, our view of ourselves, because we think if you see us in a negative light as a smelly bug or whatever, we're going to think it's true about us. So you can't use the same kind of teasing nicknames with daughters most often that you maybe can do with your sons or your brothers or other men you know. Well, recently I heard another story about a woman in her 50s where she told me that her dad still teases her about things she did in high school where he's pointing out mistakes and poor choices that she made back then. He still tells the stories now, 40 years later. She said, I can't ever outlive these stories and move on. My dad won't let me grow up. So dads, don't rub your daughter's nose in things that are about her past that shame her. Even if you think it's funny, pull that out of your vocabulary. Let me give you another concept that ties to this whole theme of power in a name. I don't know if you've ever heard of this term, but it's called power words and loaded language. Power words and loaded language. This was a new concept for me till a few years ago when I came upon it. So here's how power words are defined. Power words are words that influence, have leverage, strength, and weight. Words that pull and words that lead. They can be positive or negative, and they tend to linger with both the speaker and the listener long after they're expressed. Okay, loaded language, kind of the same thing, but it carries with it the meaning, same as power words, but I think of it as packing a punch with the delivery. It's loaded. You probably are picturing right now a gun, right, cocked and loaded, and if you hold it just right, or I should say wrong, it'll easily go off, right, so that anyone or anything in the pathway of that stray bullet will be struck, hit, the person will be wounded, 
perhaps even annihilated or killed, right? Well, similar to a literal gun, loaded language represents what I'm saying in quotes, bullets or words that pierce the heart and the soul of a person while carrying strong emotional overtones, even connotations that tend to arouse intense positive or negative reactions. I know I'm talking more about negative, but I'm going to give you some examples of positive as well, because loaded language and power words really hit hard. I think that's the point I'm making. They're not neutral words. They're going to be really powerfully positive or powerfully negative. So let me give you some positive ones first. So you have an example of what I'm talking about. If you tell your daughter that she's lovable, you name her love, hi love, or you tell her she's breathtaking or fun or extraordinary or remarkable. You tell her she's amazing. You're proud of her. She's delightful. She's incredible. You tell her she's worthy. You maybe call her honey. Hey, hon. Hey, sweetheart. Hey, sweetie pie. You call her adorable. You tell her she's significant. You say you're beautiful. You're stunning. You're exceptional. Can you hear how those are positive power words? They, they're loaded in the impact. That really is like putting those words into a gun and pulling the trigger and saying, that's going to land in a good way. By contrast, here's some examples of negative words, negative power words in loaded language. Their names or labels. They can be nicknames, they can be statements, they can be qualities that tend to destroy, like a bullet to the chest. It might be using words like fat, cow, needy, the B word. It might be even using this term, you are just overly sensitive. I've heard that one before. I've even heard the word needy, where a dad said, you've always been the most needy of all our kids. Now, granted, that's a longer phrase, but I'm telling you guys, that was a bullet to this woman's chest. Here's some more examples of power words. Maybe you can ask yourself, have I ever used these? Ugly, baby. Now, I know baby can be an endearing term, but what if it's you're just being a big baby? That's all you are. You just stay baby, baby, baby. See what I mean? Power words, loaded language. Here's another one, odd. Not too long ago, I had an adult woman tell me that her parents called her odd a lot growing up, and she still carries that into her 40s to this day. She says, I don't fit in. I'm odd. I don't fit in groups. And I'm saying, well, I've not experienced that with you. I think that's an old lie that got embedded in woundedness because it was reinforced and dad was a part of that. Here's some more examples of power words that are negative. Disgusting, disgraceful, dirty, embarrassment. You're an embarrassment might be one. You're embarrassing our family. You're embarrassing me with that reaction. Maybe it's saying you're a brat. Maybe it's big butt. Maybe you think it's funny. You know, we've got songs, hey, big butt. No, that's going in and it's reinforcing something negative. And the last example I'll give you is the word boring. I, I just, I'm, I hate to give this story because it's so heartbreaking, but I was just with a family over Christmas and the daughter had just gotten home from college and the dad said, can you hurry the story up? You're boring me. I was dying for her. And I, I saw her shut down when her dad said, you're talking too much oh my goodness, she's been gone for four months. But dad's bandwidth couldn't tolerate more words, which I understand. But dads don't say anything. If it's too much for you, go kiss her on the head and say, hey, I got to go use the restroom. Use that as an excuse. But don't give her a message with a power word that she's negative because she's talking and excited to tell you things about her life. Because when she gets the message that you're just a talker, you're just a talker, hey, big mouth, Remember that big mouth frog? Did any of you hear that joke years ago? I remember that, that one from my childhood. Big mouth frog, not a good nickname. Let me tell you about a really cool video that I watched a couple days ago of a mom who pulled out her camera 
and captured some of a conversation that her husband had with their six-year-old daughter after he had teased her and hurt her feelings when he called her Moody Moose Buttons. I guess it's from a Sweet Pickles kids book. I've never read it, but Moody Moose Buttons was what he called her because she was displaying attitude. Well, now they were getting ready to go for a walk and he couldn't find her anywhere until he found her in her bedroom and he called it pouting. But the more he talked with her, he realized she wasn't pouting, she was hurt. So in this video, he's saying to her, honey, just let me know when I've hurt your feelings and tell me when you're angry so that I don't do it anymore. Because if I don't know better, I can't do better. Isn't that a great phrase? That he said to her, if I don't know better, I can't do better. And he talked to her about anger and that it's okay to have that feeling. It was so awesome because dads, here's the deal. When you affirm your daughter on one hand and then you put her down on the other, it's that mixed message that does damage to her heart. Listen to what James 3, 9, and 10 says. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth should not come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Mm, Powerful story. Well, I want to close with telling you another really awesome experience that I had with a dad and his daughters over Christmas last year. And it was really amazing to sit there and experience this in real time. So they have a family movie and pizza night every Christmas where the girls sleep under the tree. And this happens to be about my friend Jeff Matson, who's been on this program with his daughter, Nevi. Her whole name is Nevaeh, which is heaven backwards. She's now 10. Her older sister, Adoniah, is 12. And there I got to be invited. They said, you're the first guest we've ever had join us as we have this night. And I spent the night with them. And Jeff read part of a story. He said, we're doing this as part of Advent. And then after he had kind of read to the girls and tucked them in their sleeping bags, he pulled out his guitar and began to sing Christmas carols and worship songs. And I was loving this. It was just so precious. But then what he did next caught me by surprise. He began to sing to the girls, each of them an individual song with their name in it. It wasn't real long. Neither one was real long. But he said, I've been singing this to the girls since they were born. I wrote a song for each of them, and now I sing it back to them. Oh, my goodness. So I asked Jeff, can you tell me what the impact is to you of singing those songs every night? And here's what he said. I wrote these songs to each of my girls shortly after they were born. Believing in and understanding the power of a father's voice in the life of his child, I wanted to create a special connection point with each of them that would last a lifetime. I've sung their song to them every night of their lives, and sometimes mama joins in with me, which the girls think is funny because we don't harmonize very well. When they were babies, they fell asleep to me singing that song as I rocked them and patted their little bums. Now almost 10 and 12, I kneel beside their bed or snuggle to them as we stare up at the little glow-in-the-dark stars on their ceilings, and I tuck them in. He said, there's prayer time that we have and kissing them goodnight before I leave their room, but I always sing their songs. In earlier years, we learned that when we had an occasional sitter, the girls had a hard time falling asleep. He said, so I recorded their songs to a CD so that they could be played on call and the girls could be comforted with my voice and my heart for them when I was away. Soon they'll be gone to college, and although I may not be able to realistically sing to my girls each night after they leave our home, take jobs, and become parents themselves one day, I'll get it on their voicemail now, and then I will keep the special connection going strong. Then he asked the girls, what impact has my songs had on you? Nevi said, when you sing my song to me, it makes me feel close to you and all warm and fuzzy inside. And Addie said, you singing my song makes me feel loved, comforted, and special. 
Well, dads, many of you listening may say, I will never be able to write a song to my girls. Well, I've got an idea for you. What if you found a song on radio, online, and you played that for your daughter to honor her and it became her theme song? That could be the song that every time she hears it the rest of her life, even when you're not here to remind her that you see her that way, you could play that song back. Remember that old one? You are so beautiful to me. See, I'm dating myself. But it could be an old one that you loved. Find Beach Boys. Find something from way back in the day. Brian McKnight, something that you said, that's a love song. Or find something current. Just Google it. Love songs for a girl. And see what comes up. And that could be your song that you play for her, and you can sing along, and it doesn't even matter if you can carry a tune. Well, Dad, now let me end with reviewing the ghost steps today as you powerfully affirm to your daughter that there's power in her name and there's power in the nickname you give her. Look up the meaning of her name. Write her a note with that in it. Come up with a nickname for your daughter if you never had one. Call her love or sweetheart or love bug. She'll love it. Or number three, find a song that expresses your love for your daughter, a current one or an oldie, and then play it for her. And it will be your song and her song. So on your mark today has been there's power in a name. You've heard ideas and stories from other girls that have said the power that a nickname or a name has had to them when their dad has reinforced it. And so your ghost step, I've just told you what they are. Get out there, dads, this week. Put your love for your daughters into action by reinforcing the way that you see them. Dads, the power that your voice has in the life of your daughters is something that goes into the depths of their heart and they will be stronger for it. Dads, get out there today and intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads!